God, even as we give thanks for these saints, remind us, God, that you call us to lives of sainthood as well. Amen. This remembrance that we do today on All Saints Day Sunday, it's an unusual one in our American culture because this morning we remember those who have died in the past year and and not just the past year but in many years even past before that. But we do this in a culture where we do everything we can to avoid the notion of death. The media It lifts up youth as the model for how to be in life. And so much of media is driven by our desire to return to our youth. Instead of saying the words death or died, we speak of loved ones who have passed on or have expired. In the tragedy of war, we don't speak of the death of those who fought in war, but we speak of casualties. Now, of course, who really wants to think about and talk about and remember the fact that we have lost loved ones to death? Who wants to really spend a whole lot of time remembering the fact that it's pretty much a 100% chance that each one of us is going to die someday? Besides, don't we see enough of the horror of death and tragedy in our news every single day? Shouldn't this be one place where we can get a break from the notion of death, from talking about it? You know, there's two services in the the church year, the celebration of the church, that focuses on death. One of them is on Good Friday. Now, we don't have just a only Good Friday service here, but we have a Maundy Thursday service that leads us into Good Friday. And if you've ever been to the service here on Monday, Thursday, at the end of the service after we've had communion, we strip the altar. We take all of this stuff out of there. We take take this stuff out of here. We take the Bible out of here. And then we bring out a cloth and we put it over the cross there. And who knows what color that cross is? I mean, the cloth is. It's black. Because the black of Good Friday reminds us that God died, that for three days Jesus was dead. But then, the other day that we celebrate or we focus on death is today, All Saints Day, and the color today is white. And that color being white is opposed to being the color black makes all the difference in the world because the color white reminds us of not only Jesus' death, but the resurrection of Jesus. And because of the resurrection of Jesus, it makes all the difference in the world because it gives witness to the power of new life that comes to us from God. In other words, because of the white, because of the light that is Easter, we don't need to fear death anymore. For one thing, we don't need to fear the death of the saints who have gone before us because we know that these loved ones are in the nearer presence of God 
And we also don't need to fear our own deaths because we know that the God who is with us in the easy times of life is also the God who is with us in all the hard times of life that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't have to fear because we know that God is with us. Now that's not to suggest that we're supposed to sit around and look forward to our death. Because hopefully our lives have enough joy in them that we enjoy the life of each day. As Martin Luther King said, longevity does have its place. But as we move closer to that time, which every single one of us will face someday, the white, the light reminds us that God is with us. But you know, we don't just need to fear death. We also don't need to fear life. There's so much opportunity to worry about what am I supposed to do with my life? What am I supposed to do now? What is supposed to happen for me next? Well, we have it all planned out because we too are saints. Saints not because of what we do, but because of who God is. And who God is is a God who has created us as God's loved children. And in creating us that way, and then Christ showing us what that means, we don't have to fear about what we are to do in our life. Because we have been called, we've been commissioned to practice the same love that God has shown us. Now there's one thought that's shared among many Christians on what it means to be a saint of God. Saint, the idea of being set apart, it means that we're, some think that we're called to separate ourselves from this world, to kind of, to, to get away from the sinful and deadly and hate-filled world and kind of put ourselves in a little bubble, isolating ourselves away from this nasty world we live in. And really, we just kind of sit around and wait until God's going to rescue us. Some say, rapture us into heaven. But I'd like to reference the text we read, that Lisa read, from the book of Revelation, to share another view of how I think we're called to be saints. Maybe if you've been to funerals, you've heard this text read. I read it at, I think, every funeral I've ever participated in. But I'd like to highlight a couple things about it. For one thing, it doesn't say anything about God whisking people up to heaven. Instead, it talks about God coming down to earth. And there's no mention of, of God destroying the earth and, and getting rid of it and all of us flying up into heaven. Instead, God comes down and makes this old world into a new one. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among people. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his people. God himself will be with them. God coming down among us. And instead of the earth being destroyed, there's a new heaven. There's a new earth. And this new earth will be one where everything that was awful about the old world will be gone. 
Tears will be wiped away. Death will be no more. There's no more mourning or crying or pain. Instead, God says, see, I'm making all things new. You see, we don't read that God's going to whisk us off to heaven and our job is to isolate ourselves as just good Christian people. Because God is going into this deadly and torn and angry and sick and evil world. God has come into this vengeful and hurtful and painful world. And God is making it into something new. And rather than us being people who get away from all these bad things, God is calling us to participate in the new thing that God is doing. Not to escape, not to put our heads in the sand and be indifferent, but participate, living as saints. One thing we do today in this service is we lift up the saints who've gone before us. We can consider the example that these folks have set for us and shown us what it means to love God and love others. Every year when we read this list, there's some names, I'll be honest on there, I don't know them. But most every time, I know the loved one who's been affected by this person who's passed away, who's died. And I know the effect that the loved one had on this person. And then there's other names of folks that I've known at least for the almost nine years that I've been here. And so when I see a family struggle losing a loved one who meant so much to them and whose life exemplified in so many ways what God's love is about, when I see them hurt, I hurt with them because that person meant a lot to me too. Then this year, my mom's on the list. And I preached her sermon, the funeral sermon. And in it, without getting into it, because man, that was a long one, I talked about how my mom influenced me. She was a nurse. She was a dedicated church lady. She would hound me to go visit people that I really did not want to go visit. I learned from my mom. Don't blame her for the bad things, though. We'll blame dad for those. (laughs) On this day, and so of course on many other days, let's remember these saints and let's remember the example of love that they have shown us. And then there's this. There's lots of saints all around us. I look around and I see y'all in this room. Every single one of y'all, a saint. I could go around and share of ways that I've seen you act saintly and not so saintly. But I've seen ways that you've shown it in your work, in your livelihood, in the way you're involved in this community, your kindness. No, not perfect. None of us are but saintly, and I thank you for the times that I've seen you as saint. This past week, I came across a quote, and I think it was a a quote in reference to the horrific killing at the synagogue in Pittsburgh. It's a quote that comes from the Talmud. The Talmud is is an ancient um, commentary on the old... 
much of the Old Testament by Hebrew, by Jewish rabbis, a running commentary over centuries. And this quote is from a commentary on Micah 6.8. That verse says this, He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. And I asked Rebecca, you get that, man, I tell you. Do not be daunted by the enormity of the world's grief. Do justly now, love mercy now, walk humbly now. You are not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to abandon it. None of us are free to abandon God's work that God is doing because we are saints. We're all loved children of God. Now let's go and live as saints. Thank you, God, for your grace and love over our lives. Amen.